You're listening to the Dad Pod Podcast, a podcast all about understanding the dad experience. What's up? It's the Dad Pod Podcast. I'm Bobby. He's Dave. If you're listening to this by this point, uh, 44 episodes in now, you probably know who we are. I'm Bobby, the dad of Molly and Eli. He's Dave, the dad of Leo. And it is the Dad Pod Podcast, episode 44. And this, you know, here's the thing. Episode 44, we can go a couple different directions just because of who Dave and I are. We can go Hank Aaron. We could go, for he and I, we could go Ahmad Bradshaw, former uh, and a Super Bowl winning running back from the New York Giants. But because of where Dave and I are from, and if you're listening to this, you're probably familiar, we're from the state of West Virginia, and it's a real easy one for us. Zeke from Cabin Creek, man. It's the Jerry West episode, episode 44. The logo. Now, a little Jerry West trivia for you. So when Yes, I he was played against in... my uncle one time, yes. Did he really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's very cool. His yep. sister worked with my dad. So my dad was was legit friends with his sister for years. And so when I was in sixth grade, I did a social studies project on Jerry West called West Virginia's Best Jerry West. We dominated Ooh, like at the, the school rhyme. level. I like okay, that yeah, super, yeah, I came up with that myself. Dominated at the school level. Okay, because of the connection to his sister, we had a bunch of autographs and all this stuff as part of our presentation. We went to the county level and my... And I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Michael Comercy. My... My, uh, I guess you call it's not a co-host. My partner, my partner forgot part of his speech. <laughs> we lost. We got honorable mention at the county, which was just a joke. Obviously, I'm over it. Let's now transition this into what this is: the Dad Pod Podcast. Okay, I am dreading, absolutely dreading the day my kids have to do any type of social studies science fair project because you have to do it. <laughs> I was going to ask the amount of work that goes into that to memorize or put your speech onto note cards to get all this research done for a potentially 10, 11 year, 12 year old kid is insanity at times. But at the same time, give props to our parents because we know who did most of those projects. (laughs) Like every time you walk into an elementary school and some kid has a volcano, you know they didn't do it. Okay, you no. know they didn't do the volcano. Well, now you just watch a YouTube video. You watch how to put together a volcano. But, you know, you and I think back to Little Big League, right? That's I what was getting ready to say that. Mount Vesuvius no. or Mount St. Helen. Or what? Oh, yes. I think it was I'm Mount kind of disappointed at you because that's your movie. I, know, I, think it was, I think it was Mount St. Helen. But was it John Mulvaney that we had on in the first season that was talking about parents doing the homework for kids? It was probably. Either, I can't remember if it was a guest on the show or, or a friend of ours. Yeah, he we was talking, talking about to. remote learning. Yeah, yeah, and so some of the yeah, that's it. you're exactly right. And so some of the kids would turn in remote learning work that was like collegiate level. Yeah, it's like this 14 year old wrote what? This is incredible. And you start turning it into like some scholarly museum, and then you get a like eight pages, single spaced. Yeah. Holy cow! Well, really quick. So I dated a girl. Um, I'm not going to say who this is because obviously you know them. Uh, their their grandfather, who was a great guy, super nice dude. He was a, a college professor, and I remember I really liked him, but I felt a little weird about him because he told me he told me that he required his students to turn in all of their papers handwritten, single spaced. Think oh. how much work that is. We're talking like 2000. 
eight, two thousand nine, he was making people do that. That's torture. Yeah, that'd be a, that's that's cruel and unusual punishment at that point. But man, you, that that would be something that would stress me out to no end. And that's kind of been really the theme of my week. We'll we'll call it um, as a dad. And but if you haven't picked up already at this point, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Um, no guests this week, so we're just going to kind of run through. Some dad situations we've run into that, that might help out some other people. And it's been a stressful week for me. Uh, a host of things have gone on. COVID scare, family issues, um, parental uh, scares, we'll call them. Um, work gets in the way. And the hardest part about being a parent sometimes is not inflicting that stress onto being a parent. It's impossible yeah, and that, that's something that I have to remind myself every single day because both of us have jobs that are not super easy. How do you do it? How do you do it? Like, how do you? I mean, I think that's the important part, right? Like, how yeah. are you able to do it, Dave? Like, I, I, yeah, I don't think there's a perfect strategy. I think it's different for everybody. But for me, when I get home, this is this is legit. This is exactly what I do. I get home, I sit in the car for about thirty seconds. Talk about how long of a drive home you have too. Like, that's a huge yeah. yeah so for you. that's true. I, I drive forty five minutes to work. Which um, I actually love the commute to work, honestly. Podcasts, I can listen to music, I can talk to people, it's whatever. The way home is tough. Traffic, it's the end of the day, you're tired. But it does help me decompress. And you and I have talked about that before because your commute's much shorter. So that helps a little bit. But once I get home, 30 seconds in the car, deep breaths, and then I go, he doesn't deserve this. I tell myself that. He doesn't deserve this. So whatever I have that I've been carrying through the day, I don't want to put that on my son. I don't want to waste time with him and my wife. And I try to wash it away. Now, it doesn't always work, but I feel like it's at least some effort towards making my family time count. I don't I guess you can call it compartmentalizing. I don't know what it is, but I almost get to the point where like I, I know everything that's going on. But after a while, after I've come down from the initial just emotion of everything that's happening, for me, it's a matter of, okay, here's the task that's in front of me that we have to tackle first. Let's do this. Whatever the result comes from that, we'll figure out the next one. And then the next one. And then the next one. You mentioned my, my drive home from work is a lot shorter than yours. It's 15 minutes, period, right? I go home from work, and, and it's taken me a long time to get to this point. And I'm so glad I have. But at some point, you get to this feeling of today's problems will be there in the morning. It's important for other dads out there to know that they're probably not the only one who's going through it. Because I think everybody goes through it at the same level. Um, but it's difficult, man. And you can notice sometimes, like your patience with your children, your patience with your wife, and it'll rub off on them. You know, I, um, I'm i a big fan of a guy named Ryan Holiday. And so as I've talked about before on this podcast, and I've talked about multiple times to Bobby off the air, I have come into the practice of what's called stoicism in the last year. And I, I'm really, I, I push it to everybody because it's not some like ancient Buddha thing. It's, it's this, it, it is an ancient wisdom, but it's not like a religion at all. It's more like a mindset. Uh, and stoicism, and you've heard sports, people talk about athletics all the time. Oh, that guy's stoic. Look at that stoic look. You know, people used to say that about Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant all the time. Like he's stoic. Something happens to him and, and it, it, he's unaffected. Right. And so that's kind of what stoicism is about. It's about like understanding that you can't control most of what happens in life. You can just control how you respond to it. And so the guy that that introduced me to Stoicism is an author named Ryan Holiday. And I want to plug this as a resource for our, our dad listeners. He has a dad website called dailydad.com. 
Um, and it's a mailing list. You can sign up for it. He sends you pieces of fatherly wisdom every single day. And, and most of the time, they're pretty simple things. But his, his mantra is, every dad needs a little help. And so, Bob, that's basically what we do with this podcast is we're just trying to offer help to other dads because you're right that there's so many – you can't fix all the problems of the day and there will always be problems. So either you let that basically ruin your life and take over your nights or you compartmentalize it and put it away and enjoy the things in front of you. Because let's be honest, man, we don't have this forever. You know, we don't get this this life we have right now forever. I, I mentioned a whole host of stuff that has gone on in my life here in the last couple of days and it's – you know, it's, I think we're recording on a Wednesday, and I think yesterday I said, man, it's been a long week. And it was a Tuesday, right? I was like, it's been a long week. It was three days in. <laughs> you gripped me to a great point there, and it comes down to what can I control? And that's a big, big piece. And, you know, we ran into a COVID scare this week, and it was okay. The COVID scare has happened. Now what can we do? Let's move on. Realize what happened. What can we do about it? So transitioning from that, from kind of some bad stuff Hold to on, some good we gotta, stuff. We got to talk about something this evening real quick, real quick. Because you're always grinding my gears, right? You're always busting on me. This is your opportunity to explain the uh, the situation where apparently you called your mother mommy tonight as a 34-year-old man, nearly 34 <laughs> years old in nine days, and you called your mother mommy tonight? Yeah, I'm calling wow. you out. I'm calling you See, out. This is... Now, hold on. Before before we get into it, my dad also <laughs> constantly looks at me and says, your mommy's over there to me. He references, he calls my mom to me. I know he does. <laughs> and tells, like, half the time, calls, calls himself daddy to me as well. I'm like, dad, you, I am 33 years old, man. <laughs> no more. <laughs> this is too creepy. So this is your chance to explain. This is, this is the... This is the danger of like close knit <laughs> friendships because people just air your dirty laundry. So our group texts with you and your wife, my wife will just air everything I do and vice versa. So I know every dumb thing that you ever do. So here's the thing. My wife and I were at dinner tonight. My mom is here. My mom, <laughs> M-O-M, is here uh, watching Leo. She's watching Leo for a couple days because yep. you and I are taking a trip, which I was about to get to before I was rudely interrupted. Uh, and Jen will be working. So my mom's here hanging out with Leo. And we're, so we're at dinner and we're talking about my mom helping us out. And I usually call my mom mama just as like a term of endearment. And so that mixed with the fact that sometimes, yes, I call Jen mommy to Leo because that's just what you do when you have a little kid. The things just kind of mashed in my brain and I accidentally called my own mother mom. So it, my wife should have no, just let it I'm go. So glad she it did. wasn't a big deal. You know, this whole time you explained this, you've been so fidgety, playing with your hair, playing with your shirt, like rubbing your mustache, like all this stuff. You fidgeted the entire time. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, done. are you You're done? done. Can done. I move on? Have you? Okay. I'm glad now that Bobby's got that out of his system. We are taking a trip with our friend Matt tomorrow. So we are going to a football game um, in Washington, D.C. So now, and this is, you know, we, we, we want to do a trip like this for a football game every year. Obviously, last yep. year with COVID, we didn't get to. Um, and, and as fun as it is to do stuff like this, Bob, it is harder yeah. when you have kids and so we've talked about this a lot on the podcast and a lot of our guests have have agreed that man it takes a lot of effort to do things for you when you're a parent and it's a hundred percent true and a situation like this is well, exactly yeah. what we're talking about i think you and i would agree right step one in being able to do this 
is an incredible wife for both of us, right? For having an incredible support system behind us. Um, you having your mother come in, right? My parents during this. That would have been perfect for you to say, you having your mom. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dang it. Dang it. Can we go back and do that again? Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, you having, you having your mom come in, right, to help out. My parents have been helping out watching my kids for the last couple of days. So having an incredible support system is the number one piece. And just as important as we've talked in the last couple of weeks um, with, with Steve Limick and with Reiner, Reiner Jens and stuff like that, it's also important to get away by yourself. Right. To have that time with your friends, to really just kind of cut loose, realize, hey, we're still young. Right. And it's so funny. I used to think, like, oh, my God, 35. That's so old. Now I'm like, oh, my God, 35. I feel the same. Right. (laughs) Sure. I wake up and my neck hurts sometimes, but whatever. But like just to be able to get away from do some things with your friends, man, it's it's it almost I remember saying this a while back one time when Molly was probably about 14 months old. And she took a super long nap one day. It was like a three and a half hour nap. And I remember looking at them and being like, okay, my dad batteries are recharged. I'm good. Right? And sometimes a trip like this will do that for you. I got to come clean because you said uh, something about you wake up and your neck hurts. So Monday, and this has been a long week, man. So this was just two days ago. Um, I'm, I'm getting the laundry and a sock fell out. And I leaned over to get the sock, and my back went out. <laughs> and so it hurt so bad yeah. that the next day at work, I was basically limping. And so people were asking me, like, what's going on? And I said, ah, I was playing with Leo. Oh, yeah, of course. Kind of got. But that, that's not what happened. Honestly, it was because I was picking up a sock. Yeah. Before we sign off on this episode, I think this has been something I've wanted to do for a while. And we haven't really had the opportunity. Um, we do this each week. So this is my opportunity for you, right? What does being a dad mean to you, Dave? Ooh, doing to me what we do to others. Um, man, that, that that's a great question. I never, I always wanted to be a dad, but uh, as I got older, I, I really didn't see the path to fatherhood. And I think that was, was based on just not having the right partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I never really thought like, okay, this is going to be my family. Um, okay, I'm ready to start a family. What that just thought that thought scared me. It didn't excite me. It never really came into my mind. And so, um, I, I even when we decided to start trying to have a kid, I still I was excited for it and I wanted to do it, but I wasn't extremely excited. I'm just being honest. If that's if that's fair to say, I, I was excited, but not extremely excited. Even when he showed up, and we've talked about this with some of our guests, uh, it took me a little while to realize, okay, this is this is a real thing. I'm actually a dad. You've, you've said before, it's like a long-term babysitting gig. That's really how it felt. I, I mean, I remember he's only about to turn two years old. It hasn't been very long. Those first couple of weeks, I just didn't – I felt like I didn't even know him. Fast forward to, to, to today where my son is almost two years old and, and uh, I've had some experiences with him. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, I love it. I, I cannot believe how much I love it. It has changed me, refined me, humbled me more than anything in my life. Marriage is, is difficult. Marriage makes you, forces you to put somebody else before yourself. But having a kid, somebody who can do nothing for you, who, who just needs you to keep them alive is the most incredible experience ever. So so that's what it means to me. How about you, though? What does being a father mean to you? You know, I've actually, when we ask this every week, I, I've always kind of thought, like, man, like if someone asked me that, like, what would I say? Like, how would I respond, right? And I think that's been, to me, 
the answer is just is balance. To me, being a father means balance. And what does that mean? It means balancing teaching them about, you know, for us, sports, but teaching them about how to be a kind person, teaching them what is right and wrong, teaching them that they're beauty, beautiful in their own skin, right? Teaching them that I love their mother, teaching like just all these different things that you have to balance, teaching them how to be a good employee, teaching them how to be a good worker, teaching them like all these different things and you just have to balance. Think about all the different juggling balls you have to have in the air as a parent, right? Like, okay, I'm teaching you at the same time that, you know, saying at the dinner table, hey, I farted is not okay. <laughs> but at the same time, being able to being able to properly express yourself as to what you did is okay. It is it's in a delicate, delicate situation that we manage every single day. And I wouldn't trade it for the world, right? Like that feeling you mentioned, that feeling that I get when I come home yesterday specifically, right? And I park in the driveway, I uh, I open the door, I turn around, and I just hear this beating on the window. And there's both of them standing there in the window, just looking so excited. They run, they open the door from the garage. Hi, Dad! Now, of course, they sprint away right after, but that, there's no better feeling than that, right? Yeah, I, I say this all the time to my friends who don't have kids who are not interested in it. You don't have to have kids. I, I will never tell somebody, hey, go have a kid because that's the nope. worst thing you could do. If you don't want one, then it's going to be a disaster. Yep. But there's going to be, I, and I mean this, there's going to be a part of yourself you'll never be able to access. I, I really believe that. If there's not a kid in your life, it doesn't have to be your own. It could be an adopted kid. It could even be a kid that you're mentoring. If there's not a kid that you're pouring into, you won't be able to access your full self. The homework assignment from the Dad Pod podcast. Go ahead and uh, think about the last time you called your mom mommy. And B, think about what being a dad means to you. That's going to do it for this edition of the Dad Pod podcast. A quick abbreviated version. Episode 44, the Jerry West edition. Please go on to Google, Apple, Spotify, and iTunes. Like, rate, review, subscribe, all the good stuff. This is the Dad Pod Podcast. He's Dave, representing Leo. I'm Bobby, representing Molly and Eli. Peace out. And Michael, if you're listening, I'm, I, I promise I'm not still mad about the Social Studies Fair Project. I, I carried us. That much is true. Um, but I've, I've let it go. I'm over it. Um, if I did it again, it'd probably be with a different partner so I could make it to States and win, but I'm, I'm over it.